Hello, everyone. Welcome to Second Impressions, the show where we'll try anything twice. My name's Danica. And my name's Emma. And Emma is still kind of sick. Yeah, round two, baby. (laughs) Or yeah, I guess you're not still sick, but you're like sick again. Yeah, so we'll see how well my voice does for this episode. You, I, you know, you sound kind of like last week, which was just like, I guess so, but I didn't sound like this earlier today. So, ooh, long day. Uh, just like working today, but the more I talk now, it's like I can, I can tell that it's getting a little huskier. Yeah, a little bit more phlegmy, if you will. (laughs) Delicious. Uh, hire sick Emma, Emma for all of your, I don't know voice needs <laughs> you want to leave a nice sultry voicemail count me in leave a message after the tone um emma can i tell you about my favorite youtube channel right now please it's well it's one specific series on a youtube channel it is uh bon appetit's youtube channel oh i love that youtube channel have you been watching their Gourmet Makes series? Uh, yeah, I have. Okay. I'm literally in the middle of their Peeps episode right oh now. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you texted me and you were like, oh, I'm online. Let's record it. I was like, shit. I really want to watch the rest of this. But I've got like 10 minutes to go, so I can't. Yeah. Um, and God, it's just, it's such a good show. It's so satisfying. It's for so anyone, good. For anyone who doesn't know what this is, on Bon Appetit, they uh, have a pastry chef. Her name is Claire. She is darling. She will take a, like, junk food, whatever, and try to make a gourmet version of it. So, for example, she's done, like, uh, Twizzlers and Kit Kat and Peeps is the episode that I'm in the middle of. And it's awesome watching her go through the trials and tribulations of, like, trying to figure out what it's made of and then how to make it better and then actually successfully doing that. I know. I kind of love when she has like her little like existential crises on the episode when it's just like not working out how she thought it would go. I know, but I feel so bad about liking those moments. I know. (laughs) She's so sweet and nice and like such a good – pastry chef for being able to like figure out all of these things and yet i just love she doesn't deserve this torture and yet i can't live without it yeah (laughs) it's great Uh, yeah i watched the peeps episode i guess over the weekend and for the first time i think in my life i was actually like wow i want a peep so i I like went up to this i hate peeps also um i've only had them like once before and they're disgusting and normally i don't like those like fake marshmallowy treats yeah but i went out to the store and i was like i'm just gonna go buy one box of peeps and i'll probably eat like one and then i can throw the rest away because it's trash food yeah and they were all sold out everywhere (laughs) well yeah it was easter weekend i know i didn't think that they're that popular though you know only around easter time i guess yeah I don't know, but you could still get, like, Cadbury cream eggs and, like, those kinds of Easter treats. Just no peeps. They make cream eggs all year round now, huh? Do they? I'm pretty sure. Um, At work, we have this, like, chat channel that we use. And uh, my team that I'm on, we have, like, a team chat. 
Yeah. And mostly it's we don't use it for <laughs> work things. Um, oh, God, But no. it's fine because, like, our boss is in it, too. So she sees it. And uh, somebody posted last week that Heinz in the UK had, like, partnered with Cadbury to release this cream egg mayo. Oh, no. Yes. And Yuck, uh, so what do you think that that is? Do you think it's just, like, the filling? No, it's actual mayo with chunks of Cadbury cream egg in it. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. I have to Google this right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cream egg mayo. Yuck, dude. It looks so <laughs> gross. Oh, there's a picture of it with like next to a plate of fries. <laughs> oh, no. It looks so gross. Like, I would try it, I think. I. I just would if someone had it. I wouldn't buy a whole jar of it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, I just don't understand how like that tanginess of mayo would be good with chocolate. You know? Somebody needs to figure out their SEO because under images, the most disturbing thing came up. Uh, do i want to know what it is no but i'm gonna tell you anyway (laughs) the title of this article is someone created cream egg flavored vulva called virginia and you can send it as a gift (laughs) it's like a little chocolate like cream egg but in the shape of a vulva excellent excellent I'm just going to file that right next to the chocolate anuses that you can buy online. Artisan fudge maker makes the fudge, pours it into a special vulva-shaped mold. The cream egg is a limited edition version. (laughs) That was the wrong word. They also sell a vanilla, a strawberry, and a whole chocolate. Oh, man. Okay, let's move on from this subject because... I'm just looking at chocolate. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about. This oh, they're week. vegan. That's nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so cream egg flavored things you can get: mayo, vulvas, uh, probably a lot of other things. Regular cream eggs. <laughs> I don't know why you would want it in any other form. The cream egg is like that's that's it. That's ideal. That is the peak. Flavor. The apex. <laughs> the apex. <sighs> hey, Emma. Hey, Danica. What are you drinking? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> cream egg mayo. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just water. Okay. Yeah. That's, I'll take keep that. In, keep in that throat. Nice if the alternative is cream up. egg mayo, I'll take water. Thanks. I have been eating probably like my weight in mini eggs, though. Yeah, I was kind of waiting until after Easter for them to go on sale. Yeah. But. Travis got me a bag before Easter that was on sale. What? Where? I don't know. From the grocery store? Oh, good answer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I went on a terrible trip to the pharmacy the other day. Oh, no. What happened? Well, it was just that there are two pharmacies near my house, and I've never been to either of them. 
Mm-hmm. And I just needed to pick up a couple things. And I was like, okay, well, let's just go to the pharmacy across the street. It is the sketchiest place <laughs> that I've ever seen. Do they sell cream egg mayo? God, no. I didn't even go inside. That's how sketchy it was. <laughs> because, <laughs> number one, the, where this is on, like, Easter weekend that I'm talking. So I wasn't even sure if they were open, number one. Right. They might have been open, but I couldn't tell because they've got grates on all the windows and the door. Mm. There's a huge padlock on the door, but mm. there's all but there's these signs that's like knock to enter and and it's like please remove all hats, hoods, sunglasses, bags and it just is so creepy that I was just like I don't think you want my business, so I'm not going to give it to you. So I didn't bother trying to knock. I also couldn't see what they had, so I didn't even know if they had what I needed. So I walked to the pharmacy that was, like, just down the road and almost got hit by a car on the way because someone was texting and driving. Don't text and drive. It's literally the worst thing. (laughs) I glared at this woman so hard. So I get to the other pharmacy, and because it's Easter weekend, they closed at 2, and it was like, the uh, 3.30. No, it was 2.30 when I got there. And then I peeked inside and it's actually like the teeniest, tiniest little pharmacy ever where literally all they have is like cold medicine and painkillers and vitamins. Mm. Yeah. So they didn't even have what I needed. So I was like, what the fuck? That's really sad. Yeah. And I'm unemployed right now, so that was, like, the first time I had left the house in three days. And it was nice. just a bad experience. <laughs> Leaving the house is overrated. Apparently. I was feeling all cooped up, and I was like, let's go for a walk. That'll be nice. Oh, I have to go to the further pharmacy? That's fine. I need the exercise. And then it's just like, why bother? <laughs> oh, man. Well, Danica. Emma. What are you drinking? Right. I'm drinking the last strawberry, Fuggles and Warlock. Mm, yum. Fan favorite. Our favorite. Fan favorite. I'm a fan. Of Fuggles it's and among, Warlock? Yeah. It's among the favorites, I guess. Did you try their plum sour when we did the summer, the yeah. sour episode? Yeah. Did you like that one? No. I don't know. I tried... I tried that one, and then I tried this, like, lemon dino sour. Yeah, that one was weird. That one was weird. I think the plum one was, like, fine once you got past the sourness, but, like, I don't know. You just don't I like I think sours. Travis liked them. <laughs> I gave the rest of the pack to Travis. Oh, and they're good. Them. Like, they're popular. Lots of people yeah. I know enjoy them. I mean, like, was it the worst sour I've ever had? No. That's saying something. Yeah. That's a pretty high review coming from Emma. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's all you're going to get from me. Well, I'll take it because that's really good. That's high praise. Cool. Uh, You know what else has received high praise in its time? The movie that we're talking about today? Hell yeah. E.T., the extraterrestrial. Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Puppet. Uh, friend. Puppet friend? Puppet friend. Who's the puppet friend? Oh. He's kind of, he's like kind of a puppet. Yeah, he's a puppet. But also a suit. 
Yeah. Both? He's both. He's anyway, both. that's what we're talking about today. <laughs> <laughs> Not just the puppet. The movie. The actual movie. We watched it. E.T. Yeah. came out in... 1982. 1982. Wow, a time ago. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm really flimmy right now. Join the club, baby. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> it is a Steven Spielberg movie. It stars a kid named Henry Thomas, who is on that um, The Haunting of Hill House show. Yeah, he is. He's the dad. He's the dad. He's older now. <laughs> He's the young dad. Right? I don't know. I didn't watch it, even no, though you told he's me to. The, uh, oh, he should have. It was really good. He's just the dad. Like, I don't know. You see him at various stages. I okay. Think. Yeah. Well, on IMDb, he's listed as, like, young this person. Young Hugh. Young Hugh. Is there yeah. old Hugh? I don't remember. Yes. There is. Well, he's not the old. Oh, oh. Young right. Hugh Crane. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is the young dad. <laughs> Right, because there's another guy. Gotcha. Who's the old dad? Drew Barrymore, very young, also in this Super movie. Young. Extremely young, cutest little kid ever. Um, and some other people. Some guy named Peter Coyote, which is probably the coolest name ever. Uh, yeah, it is. Actually, no. Finn Wolfhard is the coolest name ever. I'm gonna put it on like the same level. Really? Yeah. All right. I think like Finn Wolfhard just seems like it's trying a little too much to be cool, and Peter Coyote like that's just Finn Wolfhard. Name. I know that he's already in a band, but he needs to start a metal band called uh, Wolfhard. <laughs> okay, it'll be the next Van Halen. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, and uh, some other people, and yeah. it's a movie about an alien. Well, a group of aliens that come to Earth, and they're picking some plants, and a bunch of humans show up, and they have to take off real fast, and one guy gets left behind, and he meets a family and becomes their friend, and it is a movie about friendship and Reese's Pieces. <laughs> yeah, M&M's seriously shit the bed on this movie. They messed up so hard they're gonna be kicking themselves forever yeah yeah and what we mean by that is apparently they approached <laughs> m&ms first should be the candy that's like represented to lure et into the house and they were like no we don't want our candy to be part of this movie because the alien looks scary and children are going to be afraid of it and they were wrong because totally. kids love et and people love Reese's Pieces, and they got a huge uh, boon to their sales, thanks to this yeah. movie. And they, like, seriously wanted M&M's to be the candy, because even in the novelization of the film, the candy they is M&M's. No. Crazy. Not Reese's Pieces, it's M&M's. Well, that might just be a mistake. They might have just forgotten no. to change it. Oh. I don't, I don't think so. I think they're just like, fuck it, we can say M&M's in the book. We don't have to use it in the movie. They would probably still have to pay M&M's then. For in the book? Yeah. No way. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know mm. how book rights work. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so. So we watched it. 
We watched if you it. don't know what it's about, we just told you, and honestly, it's one of the most famous movies ever, so get get with the times, with the program. Come on. It's like, so do it. definitely one of the best sci-fi films ever, and that's not my opinion. That is the opinion of, like, movie critics and all of Roger people. Ebert. Yep. Our, our boy. Our boy. He fucking loves this film. He gave it four stars. <laughs> Boom. Boom. And I think it's on his, I think it's on his list of, like, I don't know, great, it's on his list of, like, greatest movies. Like, movies you have to watch. Well, yeah. Because it's a movie you have to watch. Well, we'll talk about that. Emma, what are your first it. impressions? So, I remember being introduced to this movie, like, super young. Mm-hmm. And I've always really enjoyed, like, alien films. Um, grew up watching E.T., Independence Day, um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay. The fourth Kind. Have you third seen kind. that one? I actually haven't, but I was reading that... Um, this movie was like partially inspired by it yeah it's that movie is so fucking good cool um would recommend yeah i know that it's a good movie that i should watch and i just think it's one of those ones that i've never come around to watching and i don't know why i don't have an excuse it's cool um thank you i (laughs) i only watched it because um like my mom was like you should watch this so we sat down and watched it together, and it was great. Um, yeah, I think that there are some movies where I just need somebody to tell me, like, sit me down and, like, make me do it. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. There are just certain movies where it's like, if I have the free time, I would just pick something else for myself. Yeah. 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 Travis and I do that sometimes for each other, because, like, he is all of these, like, I don't know. 80s action flicks that he's seen that I haven't seen and then I have more like your standard like this is literally one of the greatest movies of all time you should watch it sort yeah. of fair we're kind of um, Keaton and I are kind of doing that with the Predator movies right now oh, we started I love Predator I know I've never seen it till now <laughs> we started with the Alien movies yes uh, a couple years ago yeah. Because um, we just, we came up with the idea. I was like, oh, I've never really seen those films. And Keegan was like, well, we'll watch all the Alien movies and then all the Predator movies and all the Alien versus Predator movies. Yes. And then um, that other one came out during that time. And yeah, so we basically did the Alien movies and then stopped. And we finally sat down to watch Predator like last weekend. Nice. And uh, it's fucking awesome. I'm so like excited for you. Yeah, me too. I'm yeah. I'm excited for the next one. Um so and I think that my um exposure to alien movies at a younger age does come from like my mom's love of the alien movies, like that series. It's her favorite movie series of all time. Cool. So, um even though we're not like a big sci-fi family, um aliens were like a thing to watch. So, I've definitely seen this movie, like, E.T., um, more than once, um, and I remember having, like, really mixed emotions about the movie because I liked it, but I was also scared of E.T. I thought he looked so gross. Yeah. And, that's, um, that's a fair, yeah. fair judgment. So, he, like, he really, like, 
push the boundaries of like my comfort zone with what I was comfortable like looking at, but I appreciated like the story with Elliot and E.T. Um, and then kind of like the second part of the movie when um, like the government agencies or whatever intervene. I never really understood that part very well. I also just remember it making me really uncomfortable. And I think it might also be hard to grasp as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll definitely like talk about some little aha moments that I had. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's what that meant. Yeah. And then I remember um, watching this movie. I probably haven't seen it since I was like 12, to be honest, because um, the like the last few times I must have watched it, like that sequence of scenes when Elliot and E.T. are with like the medical team mm-hmm. always makes my mom cry <laughs> a lot. Aww. And um, up until quite recently, like I've never been a movie crier and I never really understood crying at movies. So sitting there watching this movie with her and just having her cry while I'm trying to watch the damn movie, I just like, that's it. No more. I'm not watching E.T. anymore. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ruthless. Totally. I was just like, I don't get it. I mean, it's sad, but it's not that sad. Like, we all know that he lives and he goes back to his spaceship. (laughs) We've seen this movie a million times before. (laughs) Oh, man. So. That's pretty um, hardcore, dude. Yeah, that was like, that was kind of like the feeling that I had for this movie for a really long time. I was just like, I'm not going to watch it because I just like would associate that there's a lot of like uncomfortable feelings, the alien and the. Like very like deeply emotional scenes, and then just Are you like just my like mom afraid to love weeping. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not. I used to be, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think we all go through that phase where we're just like, ah, oh, gross. Stop. No, but I, I swear, like, I didn't start crying during movies until like seven years ago. I mean, that's a long time now. Yeah, uh, and now it's kind of subsided, but I, like, watched this movie, Hachi, talked to Travis about it because I think I scarred him for life. Okay. My coworker was like, watch this movie. It's got Richard Gere in it. It's about a dog. It was oh, really good. Oh, man. That so, alone makes me want to cry. Yeah, and it's based on a true story. Also. Oh, stop. <laughs> so she was like, I my coworker was like, I couldn't stop crying. And I was like, I don't really cry at movies. So maybe I'll get a little teary and that'll this be This was over your like work group chat? No, this was like ages ago. It'd be funny if it was though. I know. No, this was like You're just like, face. watch this dog movie. It'll make you cry. <laughs> um, and then so I told Travis that my coworker had told me this story and he's like, oh, I don't want to watch that movie with you. And I was like, what? It'll be fine. Like, I'm not going to cry. So I kind of, like, somehow tricked him into watching it with me. The movie is 90 minutes long, and I cried for 45 of those minutes. (laughs) Like, straight on, 
bawling, like hard, like body cracking <laughs> sobs. I went See, through okay. so much Kleenex. I'm not going to watch it now because something I've been doing is avoiding things that are like definitely going to make me cry. Yeah. Um, Like I never watched Marley and Me because I was like, it's a yeah. dog movie and I know that yeah. the dog dies. So I'm not going to watch it because it's going to make me cry. There was like uh, some docu-series that came up on Netflix. It's all dogs. about dogs. And I don't remember what it was called. And Keegan was like, dogs. oh, you ha- is it just called Dogs? Great. Well, Keegan I was like, so. absolutely, you got to watch that. That's made for you. And I'm like, no, because it's going to make me cry. And I don't want to tap into those feelings right now. I've been avoiding watching Queer Eye because I know it's going to make me cry. <laughs> Yeah. Even though it's great. My sister got really mad at me about that. She's like, what do you mean you're not watching Queer Eye? Yeah. Uh, so Yeah, so ever since I watched... Day, then yeah, then like this is, a, this is a movie that you want to watch like when you really need like a cathartic like cleansing of your tear ducts. Yeah, yeah. When I just want to get like totally like just, just washed clean, I will... Yeah. Like get watch up. a a dog movie, but not in a <laughs> fun way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh God. Uh, yeah. So then, ever since that movie, like I cry. Not I cried easily for like the first couple of years after that. Like I I remember crying when I watched an episode of like a game show because somebody lost. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but then I've kind of like been able to reel it back in. And so now I only cry if it's like, I don't know, sad, you know? Yeah, sometimes things just get you. I love this evolution that you've gone through. It has been like a journey, and uh, I'm not going to lie, it's like definitely like seared in Travis's memory. <laughs> yeah, it's like probably part of his psyche now. Yeah, because like we, we hadn't even been dating for like a year. <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, I kind of had an experience like that where I was like, I had just started seeing someone and I had never seen. What's that movie? How does it go? What's that? What's that really sad uh, drug movie? I think Jennifer Connelly's in it. Oh, Requiem for a Dream. There's no happy ending. Requiem. Yeah. Requiem of a Dream? For a Dream? For a Dream. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that one. I had never seen that before, and I had just started seeing this guy, and he was like, oh, let's watch it. You have to watch it. And so we watched it, and I at the end, I'm just bawling, and I am not, like, there with this person yet, and I'm like, I have to talk to someone about this, but not this guy, because I just met him. Like, this is our, like, third date at this oh point. Oh, my God. I know. And so I'm just like sitting there crying, like texting one of my friends. And I'm like, I'm not okay right now. (laughs) It was terrible. And then I think I just like, I think I just went home and we didn't date for too much longer after that. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Yeah, that was a, that was a weird experience. Okay. So, did you cry while watching E.T. ever? Um, no, but here's why. I've never, like, seen E.T. from start to finish. What? So, <laughs> don't be mad at me. I'm not mad. I'm just surprised. I know. It's just that the majority of my, um, 
like impressions of it have come through pop culture because it's so popular and it's everywhere and it's referenced all the time and nobody doesn't know about it Mm -hmm. so i already knew everything that there was and i didn't really watch it as a kid i've seen um clips of it i think i've seen like maybe half of it before but i don't remember how old i was when that happened um i do remember when my family went to uh disneyland and universal studios when i was like seven and in universal studios they had the et ride Mm -hmm. where it's like the bike flying ride Mm -hmm. and i didn't go on it (laughs) because i was um number one afraid of everything uh number two didn't know how to ride a bike and everyone was like you don't have to actually ride the bike like it's a ride and you're on a bike but you're not riding the bike and i was like that still doesn't sound okay (laughs) and number three i had only like seen parts of et and i was just like i just don't care right um so i didn't go on the ride i heard that it was really good (laughs) um that's so funny i know (laughs) So all of the important scenes from E.T. I already knew about. Yeah. And I just had never really felt the need to watch it from start to finish because I felt like I knew everything already. Yeah. Which was maybe ignorant on my part, but I don't know. There are just a lot of things that you know from just the environment around you. Totally. You soak it up and you're just like, oh, E.T., everybody knows that. So, yeah, this is the first time that I've, like, properly watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, nothing about it in the past has made me cry. <laughs> <coughs> That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my first impressions are not not that deep. That's all right. Yeah. I like aliens. Aliens are dope. I like Spielberg movies. Yeah, those are dope, too. I like John Williams soundtracks. Also dope. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, what's not to like? Yeah. Uh, it's like the so trifecta I was kind of... of greatness. <laughs> Aliens, Steven Spielberg, and John Williams. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I don't know. I think I feel just feel like if I'm going to watch a Spielberg movie, it's probably going to be Jurassic Park. Yeah. I learned a fun fact. To do with E.T. and Jurassic Park. Tell me. Um, so for, since 82 to Jurassic Park came out in like 93, I think. Yeah. E.T. Yeah. was like the highest grossing film in theaters. Mm-hmm. And it actually had like a theater run for over a year, which is crazy. Which is crazy. So yeah, that's crazy. insane. Uh, and then the movie that beat E.T. for the highest grossing like box office or whatever was Jurassic Park. Was Jurassic Park. Ooh. Yeah. He was beaten by himself, yeah. basically. And then didn't that happen again with James Cameron? It sure did. <laughs> with Titanic and Avatar. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. But then that's that's like the top four that's the top four films right there. It's Avatar, Titanic, Jurassic Park and E. T. Right? Is it? Has another one beaten Avatar since it came out? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. Who cares? Um, anyway, it's like a good movie, I guess. Avatar? 
all of them. <laughs> well, I mean, three of them are good movies. Hmm. What movie does Emma not like of those four? It's definitely. I'm going to go I'm going to go with Avatar. <laughs> definitely. You do not like Avatar. Park. Yeah, right, you don't like Jurassic Park. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Joking. Do you not like Avatar or do you not like Titanic? I oh, I love Titanic. It's a classic. So you don't like so you're saying you don't like, like Avatar? Like Avatar only made so much as much money as it did because it was like a novelty. It was the first like three D movie or whatever that wasn't an IMAX film. That's true. You can't deny that it's not beautiful. It is it's like, gorgeous. It is a beautiful film. But it is just Pocahontas with blue people. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, no. The, okay. The four highest grossing movies of all time are not those ones, actually. Titanic is number five. Oh, okay. Um, E.T. is number four. <coughs> I guess when, like, um, adjusted for, like, inflation and all that stuff. Yeah, and I guess, like, well, I don't know. And then it's the sound of music. I guess music. if we're talking, like, box office versus, like, all time. Oh, yeah. So, like, DVD sales and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so number three is The Sound of Music. Number two is Star oh, Wars. Okay. And number Wait, one. which Star Wars? The first one. Okay. The Star Wars. <laughs> Episode, Episode one, The Phantom Menace. <laughs> 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 Can you imagine if that was the world we lived in? <laughs> if, like, Jar Jar Binks was the most relevant alien in our lives. Oh, my God. In, like, the darkest timeline, it is number <laughs> yeah. two. <laughs> Um, and then number one is actually Gone with the Wind. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Also a great film. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Thanks. It's like Citizen Kane. <laughs> ah, but yes, all-time worldwide box office is... <coughs> oh, E.T. has actually been, like, knocked down quite a bit now with all of these Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Uh, but number one still is Avatar. I say as I'm drinking out of a Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I shouldn't be one to talk. Okay, cool. Well, we learned something. Wow, today. I don't. E- I can't even see what. Hold on a second. Where is ET on this list? Because I just saw Star Wars Episode One, <laughs> The Phantom Menace. Okay, it has to be above that. Is number thirty-four. Surely, surely it's above that. I don't know. It's not. <laughs> Where'd you go? Oh, Shrek man. Two? It is the darkest timeline. Shrek <laughs> 2. <laughs> what kind of whack-ass list are you reading right now? Because I don't think it's accurate. Boxofficemojo.com. I, I don't. We can't. We can't. That's a lie. This is a lie. Oh, E.T. Number 82. <laughs> Below Shrek 2? Below Shrek the third, even. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a world. <clears throat> I don't know. Has Hey, man, our 50th episode is coming up. It is. That'll be exciting. We're going to have a real uh, humdinger. I think it's going to be a good one. I think so. Okay, let's get Stay into our tuned. second impressions, though. I'm ready. <coughs> I've got, like, a tickle in my throat now, so sorry if I cough. I'll try to <coughs> cut it out in post. Wow, God, I'm a hot mess. 
All right. The hottest. Second impressions. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I think that there's a lot to be said about the fact that the E.T., the aliens themselves, are not cute. Like, they're objectively ugly. They're so fucking ugly. But, yeah, it's one of those things where it's, like, you learn to love it. So by the end, you're definitely, like, in love with E.T. And you're just like, oh, I get it. He's, like, cute. And he's got all these, like, quirks, and I love him. But when you're initially looking at the little puppet and the model and whatever, it's just, like, gross. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I kind of had that same sort of reaction to looking at E.T. at the beginning of the movie as I have when I look at Falkor in The NeverEnding Story. <laughs> I get a little, like, gleeved uh, out. Yeah. And E.T. just kind of looks, like, wet. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of wet. And I'm just not cool with that. I'm like, why does everyone have to be wet? <laughs> like, why can't you just be nice But that kind of makes it, like, that kind of makes it, like, so like weirder and like sadder and grosser when he's like sick and dying and he's like all gray and dried out and you're like oh that's a that's a real sick alien thing uh because he's not wet anymore (laughs) he's lost all his moisture (laughs) yeah he's just all dried out puppet stat (laughs) um oh man something that i did read is that um spielberg said that uh et is um, like their alien race, they're kind of like based on plants, oh. so they don't have they don't have like male or female species. Or I guess if they do, it's the same way that like plants yeah. can be like one or the other or both. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they don't really have genders. They're just like they're like plants. I like that. So, yeah, and then, and then it kind of makes sense why he would like be all like brown and wet. I guess <laughs> and then get all like dried out if he's dying. Because he, tur- he turns all gray. Yeah. And, you know, if a tree dies, it, like, turns white. So That's, like, interesting then if they – because, like, he kind of has an affinity for that, like, flower pot in um, Elliot's house where he, like, makes it yeah. well. And then as he's dying, like, it's dying. And then the aliens came well, down. Well, in their spaceship, too, it's full of, like, plant life. Yeah, like, are they just they harvesting? And they and they, like, they dig up. A sapling. I think that they're just like Other organisms that are similar I think to them, so. or they're just like I think they were just researchers. Well, yeah, they were just researching yeah. plants on other on other planets. But maybe they're like researching like similar organisms. Like there's always that trope of like aliens want to find out more about humans, so they like beam them up and dissect Take humans. Them oh, and all that stuff. but they're plants, so they want plants. Yeah. Oh my god, they're gonna probe the tree. <laughs> They're going to probe the tree. Oh, yeah, dude. They're going to probe the tree. They got it. That's awesome. Yeah. That'd be very cool. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I like that. I also read about their alien race um, because there's, like, a little clip during, like, the Halloween scene where E.T. is, like, staring at um, a kid that's dressed like Yoda for... Yeah, he chases after him yeah. for a minute. Which is like the cutest scene ever. <laughs> um <laughs> and then there's also in like Star Wars episode two, I think it is, you can see like the E. T. aliens. 
in um, the consulate. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. Um, so I think they're from the same universe. They're part of the, they're part of the same universe now, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> John Williams did the music for both. So that's awesome. I love that theory. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by that theory, especially because it's just like the ETs just kind of look like a dumpy Yoda. Yeah, they do. So like, so yeah, he sees a Yoda and he's like, oh, that's like. I've seen that guy before. I want to go back home yeah. to that universe. Yeah. So, yeah. Take me with you. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Oh, but does that also mean that he is from a long time ago? In the galaxy far, far away? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I was reading that in, like, the novelization of the film, there's more information about E.T. And he's, like, 10,000 years old or 1,000 years old. He's really fucking old cool yeah that's great so he could absolutely be part of the star wars universe absolutely he just came to the to the 80s to earth (laughs) what a time check it out um uh, initial second impressions they're playing D &D at the beginning i know the beginning of the movie sorry uh which was hilarious because I'm a big D&D nerd now. Although I don't know any. They were probably playing like first edition. I don't know shit about that. Right. But that was very entertaining to me. I was just like, ha ha ha. Look I, at all these nerds. Yeah, I was like chuckling a lot during the beginning of the movie. Because there's like Elliot's brother, Michael, is like with his friends. Mm-hmm. You're all playing D&D and like smoking inside. Yeah, what a time. And um, his mom's there. Like, it's not like she's gone. And they order a pizza. No, nope, she's right there. For dinner. And then she freaks out about the pizza, but not about the smoking. It was a different time. I guess so, but, like, Michael doesn't seem to be that old. It's not no, like he's, I think like, 17 or 18. I think he's, like, 14. <laughs> yeah, no, he's definitely not. Because, like, like, Gertie is, like, He's five, a young teenager. Right? Gertie's, like, five. Yeah. yeah. Um, how old is Elliot supposed to be? I think he's like 10 yeah. at the most. Yeah. Like, definitely like 9 or 10. Okay. Um, I don't know. Just based on like how dark it was outside, I thought that she was mad because they had like probably already eaten dinner and then ordered a pizza. Oh. That was my read on it. It's definitely not an important part of the movie, <laughs> but that was my read on it. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'll take that. Oh, man. I also liked that uh, later on, um, Elliot was trying to, like, burn one of Michael's friends by uh, saying he had zero charisma. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what the other kid was saying to, like, get at Elliot. Some sort of, I don't know, some sort of nerd burn that I didn't get. It went over my head. Yeah. But Elliot just kept saying, zero charisma, zero charisma. (laughs) (laughs) just like it's an okay burn it's not a great burn it's fine it's fine it was a different time i guess but it was just like i was like i'm i wouldn't personally be insulted by this so like you could do better (laughs) um something that i completely forgot um that threw me for a loop was i did not remember that they had a psychic connection. Oh, yeah. Completely forgot about that. So when E.T.'s at home and he drinks all of the mom's Coors Light and Elliot is, like, drunk at school, I was like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) 
And then I realized what was happening. And I was like, this is part of it? I didn't remember this at all. And it really, it freaked me out, number one. Yeah. Because I had no idea what was happening. And then uh, number two, just like, how? How does that happen? I don't know. I feel it's like, um, like E.T. and Elliot, like, um, because Elliot was the first one to find E.T. and actually, like, get a good look at him. So maybe they'd had that thing where, you know, like, when, like, the baby duck or... Oh, did thing. he imprint Yeah, him? thank you. That's kind of what Oh, I'm it's like thinking. a Twilight. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> um... Yeah, I feel like it was just kind of like that connection. Like, E.T. could have had it with anyone, but Elliot was the first one to find him. And was, like, nice Yeah, and they kind of, like, um, they hint at it, like, before that scene. They they have a moment. Did they? Yeah, I remember because... That was the first time I noticed it. Because I remember that they have a... That they had a psychic connection. Um... I think that's something that I, like, picked up as a kid, but, like, during, like, my later, like, watches of it. Maybe my mom explained it to me. Okay. Um, I didn't understand that Elliot was, like, getting drunk at school, though. I was just like, what's happening? Like, why is this <laughs> happening to Elliot? That must be some really yeah. fun juice. That <laughs> Yeah, if you don't know what's happening, then it it's kind of wild because he just suddenly flips out and starts like acting silly and then releasing all of the frogs yeah which is and then he just like makes out with the girl I know. which is fun i love that like <laughs> sequence of scenes like it's just it's really great i think yeah but it is a little complicated for children yeah it's uh I think understanding, like, the connection might be, like, something that kids can grasp, but as to, like, what exactly is going on. Yeah, and also the mom never really follows through on her missing booze. Yeah. She's she just kind of, like, a questionable mother. I'm just going to put that Well, she's there. going through a lot, number one. Yeah. So I'm going to give her a pass for a lot of things because, like, as an adult, I can recognize that she is just, like, a newly single mom doing her best. Yeah. And she is, like, not having the best time. Um, but, yeah, she doesn't really acknowledge the fact that probably one of her kids, like, drank her beer. Yeah. And they're not of a legal drinking age. She just kind of notices the cans and uh, hears that Elliot is, like, probably drunk at school. Yeah. But then doesn't, like, punish him in any way. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. She never, like, I don't know. It's just, like, E.T. walks, like, so close to her, and she doesn't notice him. She never notices all of the shit's missing that he takes to build his little, like, communication device. Like, he literally steals the blender. Yeah. Well, I guess she doesn't use it often. I guess not. (laughs) Do you not have stuff in your (laughs) cupboard where, like, you kind of forget that you own it? I guess. I do. Every now and then yeah. I go through the cupboards and I'm like, oh, crap, I own that. Um, I have a milk steamer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that I haven't used for, like, three years. Um, but that that I will pass because it's actually, like, it's kind of funny because Elliot tells Gertie that um, adults can't see ET. Yeah. Only kids can see him. Yeah. And so they kind of play off that and the mom is just kind of, like, oblivious to him the whole time. Right. 
Except when it matters. Yeah. So. I do love that scene when she, like, hears E.T. up in Elliot's room. And then she, like, goes to go check to see, like, what's going on. And she opens a closet. And he's just, like, in there with the stuffed animals. Oh, yes. I love that. I did that to my dog once. (laughs) (laughs) It was... I mean, it was a great story from my perspective because I was a very young child. If you hear it from my sister's perspective, she doesn't think oh, so. No. Because <laughs> my dog was very good and very patient with me as a kid. Um, cuz I was I was nice to her, but not always in the best way. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was definitely like times when I would be called up to dinner and like the dog wouldn't be around. And you'd be like, where's the dog? And then you'd go down into, like, the little playroom, and she would be like, there was one time when we were playing a game, and she was my prisoner, so I had her trapped in an upturned laundry basket, oh. and she was just locked in there. Oh, no. She just, like, wasn't making any noise, just doing something. Um, and then there was another time when I definitely, like, piled up all of my stuffed animals, and I stuck her, like, in the middle of it, and it was, like, a game, and it's like, okay, try to find Lady. Yeah. <laughs> and she was good she took it like a champ she never complained she really put up with a lot of crap dogs are great dogs are great dogs are beautiful what amazing creatures (laughs) they love kids they put up with so much shit i love how elliot's dog in this movie has his like own half of the bunk bed oh god yeah he's a good dog yeah the dog in this movie is very good so good harvey Harvey, that's a good dog name too. Love him. I like that he almost goes onto the spaceship at the very end. I know. That would be awesome. He's like, take me with you. That would be cool. And then that could be ET too. Dog in space. <laughs> I want that movie. Get on it, Spielberg. Yeah, man, what are you doing right now? Because I got an idea for you. <laughs> um Ugh. I'm gonna talk about the like a second half of the movie because I think that's when I had the biggest kind of epiphany about the okay. film when like the doctors and the government people are like in Elliot's home and E.T. is dying yeah everything escalates very quickly in this movie yeah that's when Peter Coyote shows up he yeah his character's name is Keys because he doesn't have a name yeah. but he always has a key ring like on his belt and they actually have like a shot of his key ring like in the middle of the yeah frame. a couple times i was like i don't get it but like does all of those keys equal power is that what you're for telling one me? i don't know but for one minute i thought that the dad was a government agent and that he was going to show up <gasps> that would have been a good because twist. yeah well there was i mean there was only one scene that made me think that um and it was like when they're they're doing surveillance and they're driving down the street in their surveillance van and they're listening in on all of the different houses and they get to Elliot's house and it's when he and Mike are, what are they doing? I think that they're looking at E.T.'s like communication device. They're looking for stuff for and, it. Yeah. Okay, great. And uh, they just, they like pull up one of their dad's shirts. I don't know why it's there, but he's just like, huh? dad's shirt and they like smell it and it smells like old spice and they're just like do you remember when dad used to take us to the ball game and the movies and it's like really it's a really like cliche conversation but you know it is what it is um and they show like a really extended shot 
of the guy in the surveillance van uh, listening in on this conversation mm-hmm. where you only see like part of his face. Yeah. And I and that implied to me that like that's their dad and he's listening to the conversation while they're missing their dad. And I'm just like, oh my God, he works for the government. <laughs> he's like a he's a he's a government agent. He works for the the whatever department <laughs> of like weird alien activity. <laughs> And, like, maybe he has too much information, and that's why he can't be with his family. He's not in Mexico. He's right there. He can't be with them. It's so sad. Uh, But that's not what happens, and whatever. Yeah. It's just, it would have been cool, you know? It would have been cool. That's a great idea. Spielberg, are you listening? Are you listening? We have more ideas. Um, So I really liked how before all that madness happens with, those with the doctors and the government people how like all of the adults they're shot either like in shadow or like some way that you can't see their face and it's just like they're all just seem like very like oppressing figures in the film yes and i think that it sets up the like feeling for that last bit of the movie so perfectly because then you're like holy shit all of these adults are like invading Elliot's home and they're like touching E.T. and trying to fix him and he's dying and Elliot's dying and no one's listening and adults are the worst. Yeah. Um. So I remember like as a kid I like hated that part of the scene not just because like Alien or um, E.T. and Elliot were dying but also because like I was like adults are the enemy like they're the bad guys in this film Totally. They can't be in there. And um, especially like that um, Keys, that character that Peter Coyote plays, like I never understood his character, but I just remember seeing him on screen and I immediately felt like all of this, like, not hatred, but I was just like, ooh, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And um, because he was just like another adult during that scene trying to talk with Elliot and I was just like I guess I I felt a little bit of sympathy for him I felt no, that no, he no, was no. kind of like a this was before those were my feelings oh. before when I was a kid okay. watching now that I was watching it I was just like oh he's not a bad guy at all like no he's supposed to be like on their side yeah. he's on ET's side yeah. he actually wants to help um he seems to me kind of like uh like like a fox character where he just loves um spooky aliens so much yeah Yeah. and he just wants it to be real so much and now it is real and he just wants this moment to last as long as possible and he wants he like genuinely wants to save et i yeah i feel like he has some sort of like conflicting feelings because like i think he wants to save et but i also think like he covets et like he wants to have him like probably because he has probably been told by so many people <laughs> that like aliens don't exist. Yeah, and this is proof. this is the proof yeah. to shut them up. So yeah, why would why would he not want that? Yeah, I don't know. You don't get enough time with that character to like fully understand him, and it wouldn't. It also wouldn't make sense to spend more time on him because that's not what the movie's about. No. So. They're just trying to be like, here is at least one adult that is definitely 
sort of on your side. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's like and the your mom, point I guess. of him. I think I think their mom is just like too confused and so like out of the loop on the whole situation. She just wants her children. She's looking to out be for her safe. kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if E.T. is psychically connected to one of her kids, then she's gonna mm-hmm. care about E.T. too, but she is mostly looking out for the kiddos. Yeah. Um Yeah, so it was like really interesting to me, like watching those scenes again and not having that same sort of like animosity towards him. But then I didn't really like understand why his character really was there. Like he doesn't really help Elliot and E.T. like escape. And yeah. I don't know, it just kind of seems a little pointless. I mean, he could have he could have had like a heel turn at the end where he because he does, he catches up with them, and he sees the mm-hmm. he sees the spaceship when they're coming to like save ET. Yeah. Um, and he could have easily tried to like I don't know, shoot one of them to keep yeah as like a specimen, <laughs> and he didn't. Yeah, which is nice. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just think he's like not that much of an important character. Yeah, I agree. All of the all of the government stuff um, in this film, it like it started out in a really like believable way, mm-hmm. and then it just escalated so much so quickly. It it literally went from like zero to a hundred, and all of a sudden they're just coming in to their house in fucking spacesuits, which was so funny and also like it so scary. Could you imagine? Yeah, it was like, it was terrifying, number one. And number two, it was also, it just made me laugh because they were astronaut suits. Like, they weren't hazmat suits. And I guess it's like, you know, similar purpose, but you have less mobility in a spacesuit, and that's what they were wearing. And I'm like, why are you, why are you astronauts? I don't know. I, I think it was more for effect. Obviously, because they have like that reflective mask, so it's like right. even more. Yeah, it makes them more menacing. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel though that like the government reaction, like them just going from zero to a hundred, was like is believable. I kind of feel like that's what would happen today. <laughs> I guess so, because it's like this is their opportunity, so they're gonna take yeah, it. Yeah, and if someone's harboring an alien, they like I don't know, they're gonna come in. Under the guise of, like, protecting the Earth or whatever. <laughs> Happy belated Earth Day, everyone. <laughs> Space rules. Uh, yeah. I don't know. The other thing that made me uh, kind of laugh is that, uh, you know, they they have all this you know, plastic, biohazard sort of stuff up, and everyone that's helping E.T. and Elliot, they're wearing all of their medical gear, and they have, like, masks and gloves on and everything. But then literally the second that E.T. dies, everyone starts ripping off their masks. I know! And their, like, hairnets and their gloves. And I'm like, okay, just because this alien died doesn't mean that you're immune to it. Like, you don't know if you're allergic to it or whatever if there's something in it that's like not compatible with human life and uh, all of a sudden you're just like yeah we can 
take our gloves off and start breathing the air and whatever. He's dead now. And I'm like, that's not, that hasn't been proven. I don't know. It seemed very careless. Totally. I agree. Yeah. What's even like. And then love was the answer all along. Love was the answer. What's even more funny is that like those people that they had in that scene were real healthcare professionals. I love that. That was such a good touch because I, yeah, it said something um, that, like, they thought that it would be too stilted with actors reading the really medical lines that it wouldn't sound very natural. And so they just got actual healthcare professionals (laughs) to come in and do it. And they were just like, yeah, just act like this is a regular patient and do what you would do if they were crashing or whatever. Love it. Yeah. It was a nice touch. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, and then it gets real cheesy at the end. How so? Like, I was, I was, well, I mean, number one, E.T. was dead, and Elliot said, I love you, and he came back to life. So that was one thing that made me kind of go, okay. And then uh, the spaceship takes off at the end, and I was very touched. You know, they had their their goodbye, the I'll be right here, and, you know, all of that. (laughs) And the <laughs> and you got the silhouette as the door's closing on E.T. Iconic. and he's holding the flowers Ugh. and whatever. Like, very iconic. And then the spaceship takes off and it blasts off into, you know, light speed and whatever. And it leaves a rainbow behind. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> and it was so, like, the more you know. And I was just, <laughs> I couldn't take it seriously. <laughs> And I know that it was 1982, and I know that it's, like, a really heartwarming movie, but I just couldn't stop laughing. Oh I feel God. bad about it. Oh, it wasn't even a pretty rainbow. I love that. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> oh, my God. It was love. Love was the answer. <laughs> it was cute. I like... I like so much that happened in the last half of the movie and then that rainbow kind of i don't know it just kind of took me out of totally. it totally i agree okay oh <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> but it was good something else that i read was that um uh john williams was kind of having a little bit of difficulty composing the music for the end scene in particular uh-huh. until eventually because uh, a lot of the times you have the movie that's cut and you compose the music around that mm-hmm. and um instead spielberg was just like okay forget about the movie just compose the music how you would compose an orchestra and so we did that and he re-edited uh spielberg re-edited the ending to fit the music instead oh that's so nice um yeah, and I thought it was. And the music in this film is so good. And I think that, like, the fact that they did it that way really contributes because the music feels really natural. I think he won an award. Oh, absolutely. Like an Oscar or something. Academy like Award. Yeah. yeah. Like a, one of the big uh, Yeah, no, he. One of the big ones. <laughs> he definitely did. He got an Oscar for that. Yeah. Uh, and well deserved because it was a good. <laughs> he did a good job. Good. It was, it was pretty good. good. You know what? You know, I watched the movie and I listened to the music and it was, it was pretty it was good. It was alright, yeah. 
It worked. Uh, bad. Yeah, I did okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I came across um, like a fun piece of trivia a couple of weeks ago, just when we'd like decided to do this topic. And I was like, okay. Oh, I'm gonna keep this for later because I'd never read this anywhere. But it was talking about like weird deleted scenes from movies that would have like completely changed the movie if they'd left it in. Okay. There's one about E.T. in there. And apparently they shot a scene where E.T. like comes into Elliot's mom's room and just like watches her while she's sleeping. Which is like creepy enough as is. But then if you look at like the screenshot from the scene, she's naked. But lying on her oh, tummy. Oh, no. I'm like, what did this have to do with like, anything? That, well, that's probably why they cut it, because nothing. Yeah. I don't like I that like, at all. No, me neither. It's like, that's already uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Weird enough to just come in and watch someone while they're sleeping, and then having them be naked on top of that. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. 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 I get that this is like intended to be a uh family film uh there is a little bit of swearing but it's meant to be like um you know appropriate for all ages and yeah yeah, if you had left that scene in then probably not appropriate for all ages i don't think so i don't think so either i don't think so well that was probably a good call yeah, I thought so. I wonder what else was cut. I know that it was um like re-edited uh and re-released in gosh, I don't know, the early 2000s, I think. Maybe yeah. 2002 cuz that would be like 20 years later. I had that DVD. Oh, is that the one that you watched? Uh it's my, I think my mom bought it for me like right around the time I decided to stop watching it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and then I just was like, "Here, you can have it," because I know you like this movie so much. Yeah, clearly. No, I watched. Um, it's on Netflix, and I think it's the original version because I know yeah. in the re-edit they edited out the guns. Yeah. So that they're holding walkie-talkies instead, and the version that I watched had guns in it. So I think it was. The yeah, actually, cut. I think that I do remember them with walkie-talkies. So maybe that's like the the last time i watched it was the edited version okay yeah 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 (laughs) yeah they were holding guns before that's like uh, it was like probably like a hundred thousand dollars to edit walkie-talkies in instead well i mean spielberg's got the cash so yeah he do he do he He do do that (laughs) he make that money Anyway, yeah, so all in all, Dumpy Yoda becomes lovable friend. And not so gross looking somehow. He's still he's still gross looking by the end of it. It's not like he changed. I mean, by looks. the end of it, I was thinking no, but I mean like your your mind's eye, you know, like your inward vision of him is right. not so gross. Yeah, you become attached to the gross little weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I was reading that, like, his face was um, modeled after Albert Einstein and then some other person. 
famous person. A poet. And, yeah, a poet and um, a pug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. He's got, he's very wrinkly. Yeah. yeah. You're a pug owner. What do you think? I mean, I guess I can kind of see it, but I I guess it's where, like, the human face shapes come in, too. And I think pugs are also a really good example of things that are kind of, like, objectively ugly, but they're kind of cute in the same way. Okay, podcast over. <laughs> pugs aren't objectively cute. I think Otis is objectively cute. <laughs> Otis is great, and I love him because he's your dog, and he's a good dog, and he looks like a baked potato when he's all rolled up. <laughs> but, like, pugs in general are kind of ugly dogs. But that doesn't mean they're not good dogs. Fine. I will agree to disagree on this one. Okay, you can't get mad at me about this because one of my favorite dog breeds are bulldogs. I love English bulldogs and I love French bulldogs. And they're fucking ugly. They are. Yeah, they're so gross. And I love them. Yeah. So, whatever. A pug is the same. Fine. Agree to disagree. (laughs) (laughs) I will die on this molehill. It is a molehill. It is not a hill worth dying on, but okay. Okay. (laughs) Do you have any final thoughts about E.T.? E.T. is pretty good. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty good. I had had a decent time. Let's get into our little rubric. I'm ready. And uh, discuss that further. I almost called it a Rubik's Cube again. (laughs) Why do you? Well, it's the 80s now, so. I don't know what's going on with my brain. That's fine. Um, I guess fun factor. Fun factor was... It was, like, pretty fun. This movie has its, like, ups and downs. Um, I actually wasn't excited to start watching the movie. And then it's very charming. So you get drawn in and you end up having a really good time. And then by the end, you're just kind of... You're both emotionally moved and laughing your ass off at a fake rainbow in the sky. So... (laughs) So it was good. What did you think? Um, I actually had like a pretty good time watching this film. I started watching it and normally I'll, you know, we all do it. We'll like dig around on our phones or whatever while we're watching stuff. And I found it really hard to actually do that. Like I wanted to pay attention to what was going on. Oh, that's so, so nice. Yeah. And I don't often like have that feeling a lot anymore. <laughs> So I thought that that was really nice. And then it was just, like, really great revisiting this incredibly, like, nostalgic movie for me that I haven't seen in so long, but I have so many, like, feelings about. Mm -hmm. And um, I really just, like, enjoyed watching this movie from a new perspective. Like, that was super fun for me. So I'll give it, like... Nine ETs out of ten. Ooh, so high. Yeah, I'm. I'm just taking one off for like all the cheesy shit that I was like laughing at that I don't think you were meant to laugh at. Yeah, yeah. I think just based on when it was made, there are certain things that aren't going to age well. Um, yeah, like the CG in general and all of the like graphical stuff has aged relatively well. So good on them for that. 
and the puppet um itself like looks pretty good so that's impressive yeah um yeah but i mean like i would give it nine but no but that's just me i'd give it like seven okay that's fair okay I mean, like, I was laughing at the end, but also, like, at the beginning, I found the first, like, ten minutes or so to be just so funny. Like... When he's, like, running through the woods? <laughs> yeah. Because I that thought that part, was hilarious. But also, um, just, like, when we first meet Elliot and his family, like, Elliot is so annoying. He can't stop yelling at his yeah. brother. <laughs> I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> And then yeah, he's not a cool kid. And then when E.T. like finds his way into the shed and like Elliot goes to look at him or whatever, they're like, they look at the tracks and they're like, oh, maybe a coyote's out here. A Peter coyote. I'm like, a what? A Peter coyote. A coyote. <laughs> but I was like, what kind of coyote paw print have you seen? Like, that's not what a coyote's foot looks like. Yeah, they're not smart kids. No. No. It's yeah. fine. They they play D&D. They're not outdoor children. <laughs> they ride bikes everywhere. They're very They do fit. ride bikes everywhere, but I don't know. Anyways. Um, it's funny. It has really funny moments. Was it worth it? Totally. Absolutely. It was definitely worth it. I am very glad that we did this. It's I a, agree. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. Like... Definitely, you know, you get a lot of feelings watching it. Um, The way it's shot is just, like, awesome. And the script isn't, like, too, too cheesy, minus those few little moments. Yeah. No, it's still pretty good, even by today's standards. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was also reading, or I read about this movie, that it was made at the same time that Spielberg did Poltergeist. Which I thought was really interesting. That's hilarious. And they're actually, he created them to kind of like complement each other. Okay. Which I thought was super weird. And so E.T.'s supposed to be like the suburban dream and Poltergeist is the suburban nightmare. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe we need to watch Poltergeist now. That's kind of what I feel. (laughs) I have not watched it. Ever? Ever. I've seen, like, bits and pieces of it. Okay. But I, I think I had, like, your E.T. experience where I've seen, like, most of it. Yeah. But I haven't watched it all in at once. Like, I've seen the end, I know for sure, and I've seen the... I'm trying to remember literally anything about it, and nothing's coming up, so I don't well, think I've like, ever seen this movie. The girl, the little girl, and um, she's, like, in the TV... There's all the static. Sure. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Like in Signs? Kind of, <laughs> but if Signs was done like 20 years prior. Okay. Okay. That sounds uh, fine. Yeah. I like Signs. Yeah? Yeah, that's an okay It's all right. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty okay movie. Okay. So would you watch E.T. again? Like... Sure. I don't feel like, um, I don't know. I don't feel like enlightened from having this experience, but it, it was still really good. 
And I think that I would maybe watch it again if it was with somebody else who has never properly seen the film before. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to go on, like, my movie watch list of just, like, a film that I want to put on when I'm bored. Yeah. But I definitely would want to, like, show other people this film. And I would... I would probably watch it again, you know, in another, like, five or ten years just for, like, kicks. Yeah, I think it would maybe still go on... Like, it would go on my list of, like, the movies that you have to see. Yeah. Like Roger Ebert. <laughs> um, but it's not this. It's not the sort of movie that I want to watch over and over and over again. Yeah. But it is. it is one of those movies that you need to see at least once. Yeah. yeah. I agree. So what about you, listener? Have you seen this movie at least once? What's your favorite alien movie? Yeah, what, and not like the alien trilogy, but just like a movie about aliens, right? Sure. <laughs> or but, were you asking yeah, but... specifically about the trilogy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like alien movies in general, but now I, I'm also curious about the alien movies. What's your favorite alien movie? Aliens. The second one. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, why? What's like a- like movie about aliens? No, now I'm talking about the alien aliens movies. No, <laughs> this is a weird conversation. Okay, what's your favorite movie about aliens? Star Wars. <laughs> okay, <laughs> is yeah, that about aliens though, or is that just like a generic sci-fi? Film? Well, it's. I think it's more like a generic sci-fi film because it's okay. about people. I think maybe still aliens. Or maybe Gremlins. Gremlins is really good. Gremlins is good. <laughs> what about I you? I don't know. I I would need I need to rewatch Close Encounters of the Third Kind. But oh, I, I need to watch that. That my favorite like alien movie, like movies with alien. I don't know. Does Independence Day count? <laughs> sure, why not? I <laughs> you really mentioned like it earlier. Movie. So I know. Really? Yeah. I it's fine. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's got Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, Bill Pullman. Yeah, it does have a really some good creepy cast. aliens. <laughs> As themselves. As themselves. <laughs> um But I don't I feel like that's kind of in the same vein as Star Wars. <laughs> It's just a movie that happens to have aliens in it? Yeah. It's like about the people. Yeah. Aliens. Yeah, I guess aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Finish the outro. Okay. Let us know if you've seen E.T. And what your favorite movie about aliens is. And also, what's your favorite movie in the Alien trilogy? Let us know on Twitter. We're at we're there at Impressions Pod, and uh, we're also on Facebook and Instagram at Second Impressions Podcast. And as always, you can email us if you have suggestions for future episodes at Second Impressions Podcast at Gmail dot com. Are you interested in more movies about aliens? I kind of want to rewatch Gremlins now because I now that I've mentioned it, I can't remember the last time I saw it. Me neither, honestly. Hmm. It's going on the list. It's on the list. Thank you to Keegan for our artwork. And thank you to Travis for the music. And thanks to all of you for listening. My name's Danica. And my name's Emma. 
please remember to give us the rate and review on iTunes, and you can also give us a little subscribe or a follow on Spotify if you're on there. And remember that love is the answer, and it will bring your friends back from the dead. And then your friends will go home to their alien planet, and you'll never see them again. But they'll always be right here. (laughs) 